0: Welcome to The Bridge, fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason and I'm from California, but now I'm living here in beautiful Wuhan. Today with me is my co-host, Alex.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Alex. I am from China and I'm speaking to you from Beijing right now. And I might sound a little nasally because of the allergies. So I ask for your forgiveness beforehand.
0: Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. You know, what's interesting about that is we have three hosts that mostly rotate through the show. Mm. And uh, the other lady, Bebe, also gets a nasally congestion. (laughs) So it seems like it's meant to be here on the bridge. There's a, there are allergies galore.
1: You're you're next. <laughs> no, I I hope I I hope you don't get it. It's really annoying. It's
0: it bothers me so much. Sadly, I don't suffer from allergy problems at all. Flowers are
1: lovely. Oh, bragging.
0: bragging. <laughs> okay, so today we want to talk about. Fatherhood. And you know, before I get to this lovely article that we've got as uh, like fodder for our conversation, I want to talk about a movie with Michael Keaton from the 1980s. Before he was Batman, he was Mr. Mom. Uh-huh. And in this movie, which is called Mr. Mom, Michael Keaton' wife ends up getting a better, how higher paying job than he can. And so she goes to work and he stays home to take care of the kids. Mm-hmm. And it's a, the movie is all about him overcoming, you know, like what it's like to take care of the home and the kids and all the trials that, that are involved in that process. Mm-hmm. I guess not all of them, but some of them, especially the ones that are funny. It's a good comedy to watch. But, you know, we're going to talk about how fatherhood is changing in China and around the world. Mm. So we have this article called From Patriarch to Peppa Pig, (laughs) China's New Softer Generation of Dads. It comes from sixthtone.com. And uh, it tells the story of several families and how women in those families rose to prominent (laughs) uh, positions in their company. And it made a lot more sense for them to be working and for the fathers to take on the job of taking care of the kids in the home. Yeah. I want to ask you, because you know I'm from America and my experience might be different. What was your experience of, you know, were there roles for women and men as fathers and mothers in your generation? And how, how, how would you depict those roles? Uh,
1: funny enough. Funny enough. I mean, by a larger scale, of course, I think there are more moms who are taking on the role of the caregiver or the caretaker of the family mm-hmm. who would mm-hmm. spend more time at home and work. The dads would be out more doing business related stuff. Mm. My family, however, this is going to sound like we're staging this, but it's not staged. <laughs> my family, however, my dad, because my dad was uh, he just retired, uh, but he was a college professor mm. before mm. So he was always he always had more time as someone working for you know working in education. So he had his winter and summer breaks and he would be able to get home before like five or something sometimes he even gets home before like four or three. And my mom on the other hand worked in business management and starting from like the early mm-hmm. like late uh, 80s, which was still super early days for business mm-hmm. in general in China because that was right after the open reform and there was a lot of you know, um Untreaded fields that need mm-hmm. to be explored, and my mom was, you know, working in that field, and she had to do a lot more to really make something work. And from there, she has always been working in different, uh, pop- working working on different properties with different teams. And she worked in state-owned companies, she worked for private company and, and then she worked with the government and government collaborations, whatever. So she has always been busy until today. She's still kind of pretty active. So. Mm -hmm. Growing up, actually, my dad was the person who did more of the house (laughs) chores, you know, cooking for me, taking me to different, you know, taking me to clarinet classes and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: Mm -hmm. Are you good at playing clarinet?
1: <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, 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 you know, here that's one of the reasons. I think my clarinet is still in the U.S. Like when I moved back, mm. I didn't bring my clarinet with me. It was a 4,000 quad clarinet, pretty expensive. So mm. I don't know if I can find it when I go back. But he was, I was going to clarinet class for like a good two, three years. And my dad was taking me every week and um, mm. he would take me to the parks and stuff. So I guess he wasn't like a stay at home dad, but he was mm-hmm. the one who's doing more, uh, you
0: know, this article starts off with that China is traditionally patriarchal, and I don't know if that's true. Can I say as an expat, Living in China, our perspectives might be different from foreigners living in their home mm. countries looking at China with the little knowledge they have. And I don't know. I don't think it's very accurate necessarily either. But in the expat community, it's oftentimes talked about that Chinese grandparents mm. end up being the parental figures for not a lot, not all, but a lot of families. We often say, oh, look, look grandma and grandpa, they end up taking care of the kids mm. because both mom and dad both work in China. Yeah. You know, this is a, a place where both genders work a lot and they both have careers that they're pursuing and oftentimes mm-hmm. the parenting is left up to the grandparents in in China that's i think that an expat um stereotype of how things go down in China is that do you think that there's some accuracy or, or maybe we're just off base
1: it's it's pretty it's pretty accurate actually it's mostly the grandparents kind of taking up whatever that needs to be done to maintain the household cuz both uh, the mom and the dad need to be at work, but also in Chinese culture, we say there's a a term saying called 格北亲, which means. Like two generations, if you're like two generations apart, you guys are going to have a special kind of connection. Mm. Like you and your grandparents always mm. tend to have a very different connection than you and your family. So even if it's not out of you know necessity, you will still feel closer. Your parent, your grandparents will still pitch in or they asked to pitch in. You know,
0: we had a, a gentleman on the show a few times named Morris. I think he came yeah. on one time with us together. Yeah, He was talking about how his father treats his son differently than he was treated by his father yes and he describes how his father was extremely strict with morris and morris was all obey the rules you know get your calculator get to work you know math time okay <laughs> no don- no tv now no you go running or whatever like it, all this it, it's very regulated life. as soon as he had his own son his grandpa was like here's some candy go play and it's like wait, that's not how you raised me. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's your job. My job is to spoil the kid. That's (laughs) very common.
1: That is very common in China. Like, a lot of people complain, a lot of my friends complain about that. Like you didn't pay so much attention to me when I was a kid. And now, like, my baby, even so much as coughs a little bit, you're like, what kind of mother are you? And you become... (laughs) You just get mad at me. My friend was so... My friend... um, So her husband is also... Her husband's German. Mm -hmm. um, And they just had a baby. Very, very cute little baby. So her parents parents came to Beijing to help her take care of the baby because now Mm -hmm. she's... uh, I think the baby's uh, nine months old. She has to go back to work. Mm -hmm. So her parents are living in the same compound and helping them taking care of the kid. And she's like, I am so stressed out by my own mom for being a mom. Like she's like, you're not doing it right for everything I'm doing.
0: A lot of couples have this calculus. I think in not just in China, in the United States in China and Europe, this is increasingly a common way that fatherhood is changing. Yes, I, it is true. I think there is a general stereotype mm. for humanity Where men have typically been the worker person and women have typically taken care of the home. I do think that is a true stereotype that is changing. Mm -hmm. And I think most people's calculus is whoever can make more if someone has to stay home gets to work. That I would say that my wife and my calculus is the exact opposite. But with the same outcome and what i mean by that is both my wife and i would love to stay home but
1: because you go out and make the money i'm gonna stay home yeah exactly
0: but because i can make more money Uh if we have children i will be forced to not be the one at home so the outcome is the same yeah i go to work but the calculus is different we are both vying to be home yeah
1: (laughs) i mean i to be fair i I think, I think right now with my limited knowledge of the world and what it takes to be, you know, full-time staying at home. I would love to be able to stay at home, but I I know that it's not a very easy job. You actually get more easily frustrated than a lot of people think. I think it yeah. goes to
0: yeah, absolutely, yeah. both
1: men and women, whoever that's spending more time at home.
0: It's not easier. I have not yet had the opportunity to be a father, so I can't speak for how difficult it would be. I have been a school teacher for young children, uh-huh. but the good thing about that job is at the end of the workday, I go home and there are no children there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I, I I would I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the, if this is a uh, summer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, things might change in the future, we'll see. go back to the article. So a lot of these uh, families in, in some of the families in this article, the men wanted to continue to work, but had made deals with their spouses mm-hmm. that if the, the their wives were able to make more money, that they would stay home. In one of these cases, the wife ended up becoming a very successful author. And so the at first, apparently, the man in this relationship, the father in the relationship was like, no, I still want to work. I didn't expect this. Mm. But then it, apparently he quit his job in 2018 to stay at home. Yeah and take care of the father. I spent a lot of time teaching, and I can tell you, or I can tell our listeners that at least in the kindergartens and schools that I worked at, that when the parents came to pick up the kids, it was... Grandparents, by far, about 50% of all the people coming to pick up the children are grandparents. And then it was about a 50-50 split Mm. between men, fathers and Mm. mothers coming to pick up their kids. So it seems like every member of their family is Mm. responsible for the kids to some extent in China, (laughs) at least in China. I think that this is true everywhere. I think whoever can make the most money tries to be the breadwinner. And, you know, things are also changing beyond that because we have the introduction on a mass scale of mm-hmm. remote work. So now, yeah, mom is making a ton of money and she's home. You know, we at the same time as dad who may may not be. We
1: had a couple of weeks where we were working from home and uh one of my coworkers is a mom, her baby I think just turned 1 and she was kind of, you know, she was a little embarrassed of how her baby would coo or try to make some noise in the background when we're having the team meeting (laughs) and then she's like oh I can't wait to go back to the office because you know like I can't really she's very demanding like her baby's Mm -hmm. very demanding and it's kind of distracting and sometimes when her baby makes noise and she would feel like she needed to apologize to the team we're Mm just all like you don't don't understand how cute you've been looking at this baby for a year we get it but this is the first time we saw the baby (laughs) we think she's super cute that this is like well it's not a a pet you can't just bring your pet to bring your baby to work, but if you're working from
0: home, show your baby on camera. <laughs> like it's adorable. It's a, it's a good break from the meeting. You know. Can we digress just for a second? After I have a question. So, like mm-hmm. in America, in some instances, there's bring your child to work day. Mm-hmm. Like maybe once a year, or something, or maybe once ever. You know, would it be okay under any circumstances to bring your like um you mean five six year old kid to work? See, I, again, I am. I don't know if I am like the- once off just to see what mommy or daddy does. I am an
1: exception, but when Hmm. I was Hmm. growing up, I would frequent my parents, both of my parents' workplaces. Hmm. Like, I used to go to their offices, like my dad's school, like his office, his other, like their their principal's office. (laughs) I don't know. I was like, I was a five-year-old. What do I know? Like, I just go, I just barge in, like, you know, I'm king of the world. (laughs) And my mom's, I've been to, (laughs) I've been to all of my mom's offices. Like, either she changed companies, or she changed locations, or different teams i've been to all of her offices and went there a lot i don't know if that's like common but i was like that and people loved me i feel like it's like they're like oh my god every day would deal with like paperwork and you know re- re- repetitive work content and there's a kid who just comes in and says really bold stuff to our superiors <laughs> to our supervisors why wouldn't they love me apparently here's an anecdote of alex all right nice. um <laughs> my dad's supervisor like my dad's leader my dad's boss whatever like important person in the college in the university that he was working in and he saw me and he was like oh my god uh you know uh, little alex is very is very adorable i'm gonna crack a joke i was waiting for my dad and then i saw my dad walking towards me so i waved at my dad or i said oh dad and then my dad's boss decided to say oh are you sure that's your dad and the five-year-old Alex said, "Well, he and your dad isn't." <laughs> <And then laughs> that wow. guy was just like, "I can, I can see." It. I was five-year-old.
0: Let's see if we could dredge up. If you want me to, I'll go first. So I was going to say, you know, if we could find this patriarchy, you know, in my my father's. Parents, They both worked too. So my grandfather, he was a a welder, among other things, and handyman kind of guy. And my grandmother, she worked in a factory. She worked in a cannery. Mm. So like she was strong, you know, and I I used to like say, you're not very strong, but she could always pick up stuff I could never pick up. And it was, it was embarrassed Mm -hmm. because grandma could Mm -hmm. do it. Anyways, (laughs) she she was a strong lady. She worked in the cannery. She did all kinds of charity work and stuff. Yeah. And my grandfather worked full time too. So both my father's mother and uh, father worked. My mother's side, actually, I'm not sure. I don't feel like my mother's mother worked mm-hmm. a lot, but I could be mistaken. I might just not know. I think my grandfather on that side, he worked in a, an automobile factory. But then my mother and father, they both worked. So my father worked as the general contractor of the company. My mother worked for that. They both worked together as a team. My mother worked as like doing the accounting and stuff. So she was at home, but she was working. So it was like... Leave mom alone times, you know. So, like, I don't feel like in my generation, the knowledge that I have about my uh, my own family feels like it wasn't ever just one member of the family taking care of me. It seemed like I was also taken care of by different members of the family, grandma mm. or mom or dad and carried around. Every one of them had their own responsibilities to, like, society in terms of work, not just to the family in terms of their societal work. Yeah. So, like... I, I don't necessarily see that that's so much changing so fast, so radically, because it seems like, you know, women have been contributing to uh, work as long as I can see. Also, I, I read this article about China that's outside of the one that we're reading for today's discussion about Chinese relationship between men and women. Even, you know, hundreds of years ago, women were out farming mm-hmm. with the men together together sowing the fields with like rice or whatever they were growing in their particular you know farm so it seems like maybe for the emperor situation like okay he's like running the country i guess and like Mm -hmm. maybe the the courtly ladies were just chilling like waiting for the emperor or whatever i don't know but it seems (laughs) like in the real world women were Doing half of all of the physical labor that was necessary.
1: I mean, even the courtly ladies were doing a lot of stuff to improve themselves so they could still have the affection from the emperor. That's a lot of work as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Would you say there are differences between the way your father was raised based on your knowledge or the way that your mother was raised different? from the way that you were raised based on your understanding of your own family?
1: I mean, definitely. And and that that's a result of a lot of different factors. Like first off, both of my parents come from, you know, a big family. My mom has eight, uh, well, seven siblings now. And my dad has five siblings. So their parents probably didn't put a lot of energy or time or attention to just them, because there were so many kids they had to take care of. Like my grandparents had a lot of kids. And when you have people say when you have more than three kids, you just let them take care of each other. They will, <laughs> they will all survive. It's OK. You don't really have to do anything extra. For me, you know, it's like they it's their first and only time being a parent. And I'm sure there are a lot of things that they were figuring out at the time. And, um, you know, I don't think the way I was raised was the same the way they were raised at all. Like my mom had to go to school by herself, walking on her foot like for an hour and a half Mm -hmm. one way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just to go to school. Um, I never had to go through that. I don't know. And then the time that they were growing up, it was different as well as, you know, uh, 60s and 70s. And I grew up in the 90s. So Mm. very Mm -hmm. different, I suppose.
0: Uh, I see. Yeah. It seems to me because there's similar progress in women's rights all over the world in different places, in different ways. And it takes different shapes in different nations. But it looks like, you know, there is, in fact, a, a turn where women are especially becoming more educated than men have allowed them to be in the past. And so that has changed the dynamic somewhat. returning to this article again Mm -hmm. about peppa pig i think it's a i think it's great that fathers are staying home you know like if one if you have two members of a family like a father and a mother uh, if that is the dynamic that is taking care of that family Mm -hmm. then it does seem like whoever can provide better for that family should be the one that does that and if that means that you know capable educated men are home taking care of the kids that's great as opposed to capable educated women like it doesn't really seem like it makes a huge difference as long as the children are being cared for by a loving member of the family. I don't think
1: it makes a huge difference, whether it's the mom or the dad staying at home or or, or taking more time at home Mm -hmm. to to take care of the baby. Like the same co-worker I was talking about, she gets to work at around 10 and she lives a little far off. So it's like an hour and a half commute, which means she has to leave her house around 830 in the morning and then she won't be able to get back until almost 9 p.m. Mm. And her baby is still very young, one-year-old baby. Mm, mm. In, in that standard, you would think like, oh, my God, they're not spending enough time and whatever. But her husband also works in the Internet um, industry, like Internet companies. Mm, mm, so it's mm-hmm. mostly their her mom, the grandma is taking care mm-hmm. of the baby. And I, I, in this kind of situation, I just don't feel like, you know how people say babies grew up. Like, regardless, whether it's mom more present or dad more present, they'll all grow up.
0: I don't know. I don't have a baby either. So I was talking to a lady, uh, one of my co-workers recently, and she was telling me that she's very happy that her her son, who is five years old, is in kindergarten. You know, mm-hmm. he's in a regular Chinese kindergarten, none of these really expensive international style. And she's really happy with his education there because Kindergarten is being treated differently now, and it's a lot more playtime and a lot less like learning very serious facts right away kind of thing. So it's kind of like daycare to some extent. She works Mm -hmm. and her husband works, and they both make good money. So they're both contributing to the future of their family. And so it seems like if you could just get your kids past (laughs) four and a half, you could plug them into a school. (laughs) I think a daycare, really, the idea of being at home, taking care of the children, really... Does it just mean mostly primarily early childhood time? That means like from when they're born to when they're four and a half, five years old. This is the time when one or the grandparent, one member of the adult family needs to be spending more time with the kids. And then after that, like it doesn't really matter because both parents can work theoretically.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure kids could start going to kindergarten at the age of three because my friend's baby, uh, she's three and she's going to kindergarten every day and she's learning a lot of stuff. So I have to sing a uh, hair, shoulder, knees and toes like 20 times every time we see her. But it's OK.
0: <laughs> you could, There's more songs than that. You could get out there. There's <laughs> an ex-kindergarten teacher. Oh, my gosh. There's so many songs <laughs> that I could sing. And that I, you know it's really interesting is as a uh, teaching kindergarten, all the songs I taught them brought back a flood of memories that I had forgotten because they remind me of when I learned that song. And I'd be picturing myself in my ridiculous looking for five-year-old clothes. And it'd be like, oh my gosh, this happened to me. And now I'm doing this to other people. I'm a little teapot, short (laughs) and stout.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. You should make a video. Okay.
0: I'm way off track. I'm way off track. My wife and I are increasingly talking about, yes, we do want to have a child. So I think probably we would invite, uh, mom, grandma Mm. to come over for a little bit, at least for the first few months. And I think we've said this on the show before, but I can't stop bragging about it enough. In China, the uh, mother gets, what is it? Six months. It's half a year of six months of paid maternity leave from their work. So that is something that doesn't exist in the United States. It exists in other countries where it's like a month or two or three or whatever around the world, different countries. But the United States does not have a day of maternity leave, whereas China has six months months and also <laughs> i'm just keeping this in mind for myself if i have a child yeah i will get a month paternity leave where i can go sp- <laughs> uh, maybe i should have more children and now i'm thinking about it a month if maybe i could just have one every year then think about that's an extra month off a year and
1: then and then when your kids grow <laughs> up and they're like dad uh are you happy that we're your children you're like well now that you can't give me that month off i'm not sure <laughs> Policies nowadays as well. I mean, this is gonna mm-hmm. be good for you when your kids grow up, because um, even right now, there are a lot of companies in China are giving. Mm-hmm. Uh, only child, people like me, seven paid days off. A lot of people are getting seven paid days off from these bigger companies they're working with just so that they could be with their parents because we're the only child of our family.
0: Oh, wow. That's amazing. So every year, and it, on top of whatever your contracts, vacation days are, you get an additional seven working I another days, seven days. <laughs> to go hang out with mom and dad. What can't wait? What can this be manipulated where you just go to Senya and have a vacation, beach vacation instead of going to hang out with mom? I think so.
1: But I mean, I think you should spend more time with your parents because <laughs> they all they have is you. I, I do. <laughs> I get it. It's, it's very, it's sometimes nerve wracking and it's stressful. Well, you could
0: do both. You could do both. Invite mom. To Senya,
1: right? Invite mom and dad to mom and dad to Senya. Book two hotel rooms, and they have their good time. You have your good time.
0: <laughs> you know, my wife mentioned this once before. She was like, "I've never been to an exotic." This is something she said. I think about two or three years ago. She's going to hear this later and re remind it. Mm-hmm. She said, "You know, I've never been to an exotic resort island with my mom and dad, Jason. That's a dream of mine." And I was thinking, what? <laughs> Who fantasizes about going to an exotic island with their mom and dad? But you know, I, I guess I get I get it. You wanna you wanna go to a beautiful island, yeah. You also wanna see your mom and dad happy. And that would be something really nice to give to them. Wait until so, you actually take saying. them there; <laughs> you'll
1: see. Oh, I've done that. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, it could be a lot of fun. You just go swimming in the pool. You know, Dad's sitting there relaxing. Imagine how appreciative he'll be of his good, good time. And I don't know, Senya, white beach in the Philippines. Oh my gosh, that's a, mm-hmm. you bring Dad there. Dad's going to be happy. Mom, Mom's going to never forget that. It's going to be a memory burned into Mom's and say, mind. Yeah, my daughter. Alex brought me to an exotic island.
1: Oh, my God. Alex. I'm lucky my mom doesn't speak English.
0: <laughs> she can't <laughs> understand this. Do you think, based on, you know, you, I am not a Chinese person. I'm, I'm an American person mm-hmm. living in China. Thank you for letting me be a guest here long term. But do you think that these these stories from this uh, article are true? Do you think that there is a change towards fathers taking more of a role in taking care of the children than before?
1: I think gradually there's definitely more people, more fathers that are more open minded when it comes to who should spend time, spend more time with their Mm. kids and taking care of the family and who should be Because traditionally Of course there's a, there's a a saying In China We said The man is uh, Responsible for The external Of the family Meaning Right, yeah, and, then, yeah, yeah. That's the right? and then the women Are uh, responsible For the internal But now more people Are really more okay With that I think You know Like you said, if I'm really if my job is really paying more like my family, I don't think my dad's job was any less important than my mom's job. But by nature, Mm -hmm. college professors don't get paid as much as business people. It's just true. And then they college professors, they do have a more flexible schedule. They have more supportive Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. uh, resources from their workplace to take care of the kids or, you know, like if they there's daycare set up by the school that you can bring your kids there. It's just easier and it's not. Really, like we have an easy route laid out in front of us, but because it's designed for for women, not for men, we're not gonna take it. You
0: know. Well, you know, I think we're having the same conversation we would have about America. So I guess we could just talk about both at the same time. I feel like mm. in America, at least, if a father says, "Oh," if someone says, "Hey, what do you do?" and they say, "Oh, I just take I take care of my children. I bring them to the data," most people will be respect that. They'll be, "Oh, okay, cool. That's you know, good choice." And maybe they comment on it, but like, mm. it's probably something that's very. I think that would be mostly more true for wealthier families, like middle class and up. Because if you are in the lower echelons of income, probably mom and dad have to work both of them.
1: Both, yeah. But
0: but I'm wondering in China if a man is hanging out with the other men. And he says, and people say, "What are your what's your job?" Oh, I t- I take care of the kids and bring them to soccer practice and drop them off at school and blah blah blah. How is that going to mm. receive the same kind of reception? Are men going to be like, "Wow, well, wow, great choice," or are they going to be like a different reaction? <laughs> if
1: I'm being very honest right yeah. now,
0: if please do <laughs> you know
1: if if, if, it's, if it's if it's right now, it would be a bit different in ten years, I'm sure. Mm. But if it's right now. um, for most people, when they hear a response like that, they'll be like, "This is this is going to be the response." They'll go, "Oh, <laughs> that'll be the end of the conversation." <laughs> uh huh.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, how interesting for you.
1: <laughs> Not in that. Not even that. You know, just the, the noise that that is very neutral and and and, and ambiguous, amb- ambiguous.
0: We, if we go back to your father's example, your father was a professor, so you come from a very educated family, a family of some learned family. And it seems like probably the experience of some, you know, uh middle class or up educated family, you know, and you're talking to other people of the same educational background, probably they're going to be like, "Yeah, cool. I get it." But like maybe in the same in the states, at, you know, if you go to like I don't know, I'm just guessing. I don't mean to trash on any particular state. You go to like back <laughs> a water Kentucky, sorry, Kentuckians, uh, then maybe you're going to (laughs) find someone says, well, what do you do for work? And they're going to be like, well, I take care of the kids. You're probably going to have an, a stranger reaction than if you're like in Los Angeles, Mm. i take care of the kids. That's true. That's true. I think the same thing may be true in some parts of China where they're like, Oh, well, what do you do? Oh, I take care of the kids. Really? You know? So uh, I think we're still looking at commonality and you know what? That's one of the things I like about our show is that, we try to point out how we're the same a lot of the time.
1: We really, we really, really are. And I, I know that I've said this before. I think when we're talking about the uh, I can't remember which episode, but we definitely talked about how people think that grandparents in the United States don't take care of their grandchildren <laughs> and how people are like, you know, like, oh, when parents uh, when parents kick their 18 year old out mm, and ask mm. them to start surviving in this world as if those were like they're all eagles or you know, those birds <laughs> would drop their kids to teach them how to fly it's really not that different like we here's the here's the thing guys like i want to point this out we have me and my boyfriend we have this guilty pleasure there's a TV show that we watch every time we eat lunch. And mm-hmm. We have so much fun doing it. it. The show is called Kitchen Nightmare. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if you, it's it's basically, you know, the famous chef Gordon Ramsay mm. going into those restaurants that are failing and try to save those restaurants by helping them improve their management, their cooking. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I've I seen one or two. Yeah.
1: Jason, it's so much. Oh, my God. It's, it's so entertaining. But. I know that some of the changes or some of the conflicts that are shown on that show might be staged or exaggerated or scripted, however you might call it. Mm -hmm. But one thing that's true is that you actually see a lot of parents on those shows who put up their entire 401k, their entire Mm life-saving down so that their children could have a job which is working in the restaurant that they paid for mm. and it's the same kind of stuff that a lot of Chinese parents would be willing to do mm. for their children mm. like that kind of parent-child dynamic is the mm. same
0: yeah you know actually this is a little off point it's way off point but it has to do with your point I, I know a father in America m- mother and father and they opened a restaurant called Divas Cafe and Bistro and so this is in modesto Mm -hmm. Modesto, california i worked there briefly for like a year uh when i was uh i don't know 18 19 years old and uh it turns out that diva is the name of their daughter their eldest daughter by the time i worked there she was in college Mm -hmm. and uh she was like i don't want this restaurant but mom and dad basically made this thing for me it was like supposed to be my thing because her father actually worked in a factory and her mother was a business person but then they spent and all their time and their, their money developing this restaurant to be like a cornerstone yeah. for like a lot of the bougie people in Modesto, California to go to. And then they were like, this is going to be our daughters. And then Diva went to college and she was like, I don't want to do this. So it was a couple years after I worked there yeah. that the family ended up selling it. And it was kind of heartbreaking a little bit. They still, it's still there. I think it's called, it's, it's no longer called Diva's. Cafe and Bistro, but it's still there. It's called Divas, and it's in the same place and stuff, (laughs) owned by different people. But yeah, yeah, just like along the lines of your story. So that's the kind of thing that parents do for their kids. I know that my wife's parents have, I don't know how much it is, but a nest egg tucked away for her. Yeah. And it's always been like something that they've been building for her entire life. So it's the same thing. Yeah. The example of Diva and the example of my wife, both parents in the united states and in china they saved a lot they invested a lot they they built their family up around the idea of being able to make ensure that their child had a a fair shake at a good life in this world so again commonality i know so that tv show is very interesting (laughs) i i the one i saw i saw people turned off by it because they were like we don't want to do the things that he's asking us to do. They're like, we don't want to change our recipes like that. Dude. Oh, you
1: you watch that one. They, they all eventually come around. They all eventually end up doing it. Have you ever it. seen the one where they <laughs> and, flip and, the house?
0: And- they, they go into someone's house and they redecorate it for them and then they come back. Same kind of show. It's similar. <laughs> I've seen the Chinese version of it. But like if someone else designed a home and they were like, this is your home for the rest of your life or whatever, I would be like, please don't do that to me. <laughs> oh
1: man, it's it's a little, it's a little, it's a little odd I get, especially when you don't get to have your voice in the whole designing process. <laughs> like, I don't care what well, you- can use. I ask you
0: a different question? Yeah. About your father and your mother. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you say your mother came cared for you and your father cared for you differently? What were their, how were their styles different other than the amount of time? I'm not talking about the amount of time. I mean, what time they did spend with you. How was it not not the same? I
1: mean, my, my mom was kind of like (laughs) the way she interacted with me was traditionally like a man, you
0: know, (laughs) she, yeah. um, She's very stern and like,
1: yeah, she wasn't very, you know, um, we never had that cutesy mother, daughter, where like she did my hair and <laughs> dressed me, you know dressed me up and we go and you know in my at least in my memory i i don't remember that mm. i never i never had that kind of like mother-daughter relationship my dad just did um more things a lot more things with me but you know when when puberty hits it just it doesn't it just doesn't matter anymore like i became you know a grown-up quote-unquote and i got closer to my mom Mm. oddly enough and then like i just got till today i'm not interacting the same way with my dad as i used to when i was a little kid um Hmm. yeah long story so i know that my dad is sad about it but i just i just can't because when when i moved to beijing oh, you're breaking hearts i i i was um when i moved to beijing i was like you know 16 and that was a crucial time for change in terms of like personality and all of that and i was with my mom and i guess i was trying to my mind was just kind of subconsciously trying to make up for all the time that i didn't have with her Hmm. because all i remember was her coming back home um she would come home like once or twice a month when she was working in a different city. And then all I remember was her saying that, why didn't you finish your homework? And she would pinch me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's not mom. That's not
0: okay. (laughs) You know, my father and mother, I think it's maybe it's a little bit American of them. They were like trained by the TV about what, their roles were supposed to be like, right? They're inheriting Mm -hmm. the stereotypes from entertainment, that entertainment's borrowing from history or whatever. I don't know how to categorize that. So my mother always tried to be, matronly I tried to be like a mother tried to so she put on that those uh, stereotypes onto herself when later in life she turned out to just be a really cool lady but like at that time and, and i'm not saying she was uncool <laughs> as a mother she was cool but she was very much like watching <laughs> tv for cues on how to behave you know what i mean like oh this is what moms are supposed to be like mm. and so she would try to be like that so whatever shows we were watching would influence her behavior a lot my father was like He's too tired to do anything, but he did wow. the same thing on the weekdays. He'd come home. He'd be exhausted and like <laughs> muddy from work, you know? And then on Saturdays and Sundays he would, yeah. you know, pick himself up and like, let's go play catch son. Like, I don't really think he liked playing catch that much. Like, I don't know if I like playing catch that much either. I felt <laughs> like we were playing catch because TV <laughs> told us that's what good dads did. So, I mean, he was trying really hard, his hardest, to be a good dad. You know what I mean? Oh, but he was, so you
1: were both assuming.
0: These roles that tell This is very American, <laughs> I think. Television was influencing us and telling us who to be in the family. And we were trying to be the best version of what television was teaching us to be like. Mm. So dad learned like playing catch with your son is something you need to do. Yeah. And I was like, (laughs) Dad says he's, we're supposed to play catch, you know, and I saw that on TV. OK, catch time. But I was so terrified of the ball. You know, like a baseball, a real hard baseball is scary. I'm so horrified by that. It hurts. And if you miss that, and it hits you. It is painful. <laughs> like he never hit me. I was just scared that it would hit me. But he, he was just like, yeah, this is the what dads do thing. And I was like, OK, yeah, this is what dads do. And, you know, I was trying to fulfill his side or my side of his bar with the tv i mean they're my both my parents are wonderful people and i love them to death but i think it is very uh there's an Americanness about television mm-hmm. and being interwoven like you know that what is that phrase art feet learns from life yeah, and life Artemis learns from art life. like it, it, thank you yes Thank you. It's like this cyclical thing that families in America, and I'm not just talking about my family, but millions of families in America are trying to emulate what TV is telling them. And then producers are looking at real life and saying, "Okay, this is what we should tell people that they want because this is what they're doing. And I don't think like there's a lot of people jumping radically outside of that as you know, maybe that maybe now it does seem that there's a lot of change towards being more individual, like in finding niches to be more authentic, but it's definitely in the eighties. It was like, you know, art imitates life, life imitates art very much like that. And that was my upbringing. My upbringing was watching growing pains and then going into my family life and us replaying scenes from the TV show we just watched.
1: <laughs> and I imagine the current generation are going to be taking tips from TikTok.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, what does that mean? I'm scared.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, oh, 10 seconds of parenting tip. Okay, that's that's enough. That's useful
0: enough. I'm just going to do I, that. All I see is lots of people doing very silly dances in the future.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, I'll dance I'll dance for my kid. I'll dance with my
0: kid. and They'll love it. Yeah, TikTok's great. It's so interesting. Like, you know, I think... I was just watching this YouTube channel about how to be a good YouTuber and like they were saying that uh, YouTube used to try to be kind of like TikTok and then they tried to be kind of like Netflix and what they ended up just being more YouTube because Netflix is obviously long and TikTok is obviously short mm-hmm. and YouTube has always been in the middle. And yeah. as YouTube algorithm is trying to be like both of the other things, it just ends up being more like itself. <laughs>
1: I love that I lo- This is that was Jason. That was a very sound analysis or summary of what, what all of these major video platforms are doing.
0: You know, Netflix is uh, going to be uh, changing their platform. You have to pay individual subscriptions. You can't just let all your buddies free ride anymore. So we're going to be looking forward to that. I oh, guess.
1: no, I'm sharing the, the login. <laughs> I'm sharing. the. I, I think know, that's I'm, exactly
0: I'm, that's why they are going to change their policy.
1: Just but up anyways. The price. Just up but, the you know,
0: price. So life is now imitating TikTok and TikTok and Netflix, and Netflix is imitating life. I guess that TikTok, the interesting thing about TikTok, it's different from Netflix. Netflix is acting. Now, TikTok may be some acting, but it's but also people acting like themselves. Yeah, it's like yeah. documentation. So is Twitter, or sorry, is TikTok actually gonna become closer to life? What is the relationship gonna be for families? What's the implication? for motherhood and fatherhood when life is imitating life right like with mm.
1: <laughs> philosophical <laughs> much like when you see all of these dads there's a series on, on Douyin and I'm sure it exists on TikTok as well it's called when dad's home alone with the baby mm. I love those series because all these dads would do things that would you know I, I'm pretty sure if the, if the grandparents look at this videos they would be like I need to just strangle my son right now because <laughs> what, what is he doing to my grandchild but it's so hilarious the things that they do with the babies, like dad because they here's the thing i have a, a, a great friend he brought his uh firstborn out to because he sold out a show at the apollo music cafe in new york Ooh, and wow. he brought yeah and he was like let's go take a photo and him his wife and their baby baby naya effie so cute um he brought her out and she was 11 days old wow they brought her outside for the photo shoot and um they were like Oh, do you want to hold her? And they just just kind of dropped her to me. I was like, she's so soft. I'm like, oh my god, I am literally. I'm like, I'm shaking, right?
0: And, Liquid and, bones. And they said, yeah. yeah,
1: we were like that for the first three days, and then on day three, it just hit us. That,
0: you can't break them. So, <laughs> wow, goodness me.
1: Yeah, and they're like, well, you can't break them. <laughs> Dude, they're gonna be fine. So yeah, that's 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 Parenthood, wow. you know.
0: Uh, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting like parenthood changing in Different ways and different nations. I think it's actually really fascinating what kind of generations will produce in the future. Hopefully, global warming doesn't destroy the future, and we can continue this process of developing the family and fatherhood and motherhood and new and interesting dynamic ways. Yeah. But, you know, I, I I want to bring another stereotype around. You're talking about TikTok. You're talking about uh, like <laughs> families sitting or fathers staying at home and father stuff that they do. Yeah. And I saw this meme of a dad playing video games. Mm -hmm. and his baby this is. i think this is a joke and it must have been done by computers or at least i'm hoping but this baby was taped to the wall behind him with duct tape and i'm thinking (laughs) this bet i hope this is photoshop and someone's really good i think it is a stereotype but i think it's also true men play video games more than women yes (laughs) so if dad's at home taking care of the baby (laughs) yeah is he playing like some video game that's hot right now? Or like, is he really taking care of the baby? Is he teaching the kid how to play video games or is the kid just watching dad? I, I, I'm, I'm just wondering, maybe it's because we have thousands of years of shared history of what patriarchy and matriarchy are like. But there are still things that we borrow from our culture that influence how our gender is expressed. And playing video games and stuff like that is definitely more men, Mm. something men are more interested in. So, like, how is it that if fathers are becoming more of the caregiver, how is caregiving changing a little bit? I wonder. And I don't have anything except except speculation. Yeah.
1: This is the thing. Like, a lot of newborn Uh, A lot of new moms would come, not complain, but they're just making an observation. You're like, you know, when we take care of the baby, we, we of course, feed the baby. We change the diapers. We bathe the baby. And we make sure that the baby, if they're getting a little snotty, we make sure we wipe Mm -hmm. it. And Mm -hmm. all of these great things you're doing. And you would think that the baby's spending so much time with me we should have the best relationship. And when we had to, when we want to put the baby to sleep, they should be just like, Oh, mommy's putting me to sleep. Nope. They're just going to stay up and just not go to sleep or cry or do something that the mom just has nothing. There's no way to, 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 to stop them from not going to sleep except for giving them to the dad Hmm. who doesn't do any of those things. And you give them to the dad. And immediately the dad takes over as soon as the dad takes over the baby and the baby goes, Oh, okay, I'll go to bed. Like, we have friends who, are, who have hmm. a couple of three or four friends who had babies last year. It's almost the same. Like when the mom's like, Oh, I don't know what to do. Like, dad, can you take the
0: baby? And, you know, the baby just goes to the dad and the baby sleeps. I want to comment on that actually, because I was thinking about something very similar recently. Mm. I was teaching a kindergarten class, you know, I've for many years, but this one specifically, they were very wild class. They're running around, they're screaming, they're doing whatever they want. And I have to use different measures like giving us a team a star or saying you're gonna get two stickers to a specific people. Very trying to manipulate them into behaving, right? Mm-hmm. And I have to really constantly be on them. You know, it's like the ocean. Don't turn your back, you can't turn your back on kindergarten, you can't turn your back on the ocean. Cause you, you have to constantly be vigilant to maintain order. And one of my um, bosses came and she's like, oh, I need you to go do blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I was like, if I can't leave this classroom, there are these other two ladies, the class will eat them if I leave. And she's like, no, 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 I'll stay here. And I'm like, I don't know if you, that's a good idea. And so she took over the class and I left. Mm-hmm. And she did almost nothing except stand there and use her phone. But when I got back, the class was completely orderly. And I really, I, th- I spent a lot of time reflecting on this. And so we t- I did some experiments with changing classes with some people a little bit yeah. for time. The thing about it is who, if you introduce a new caregiver to a group of children, they will behave better because they don't know what to expect. So if I'm in the class, they're like, oh, it's Jason. We could get away with anything, (laughs) right? And then they'll they'll push you to your limit constantly to see what it is because they're comfortable doing that. But if you introduce a different person, they're like more respectful because they don't know how this person's going to behave. So in short-term bursts, having that dad... Guys, step in. The the baby might just be like, oh, this is this isn't mom. Maybe things. What's the dynamic? Yeah. Like it's different. I'm not. This. I don't. I don't think it's that mom is not able to get the baby to sleep as well. I think the baby is like, oh, this is a different cult. This is a different dynamic. I need to maybe behave differently. How? And so I think you just. Catch them off guard, kind yeah,
1: of. Yeah, I think babies are so much smarter than we gave them credit for. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, they are people. They just have less information, you know. They just
1: can't talk. Yeah. They don't. They don't even necessarily have less information. They might even have more. They just haven't organized it and, and yeah. <laughs> do any output. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. They still have a human brain in there, and that is a very powerful tool. It's just working differently. And so, like you know, they haven't figured out some things. Obviously, you know, a lot of par- a lot of people know this. You know, if you play Peekaboo, one of the reasons kids find it surprising is they're not sure if you're still there <laughs> yeah they literally see you disappear they're not sure those hands aren't mom oh my gosh mom's back where did she come from amazing <laughs> yeah
1: they they know that's why that's why i that's why i'm trying to. i guess what i'm trying to say is regardless of who traditionally mm-hmm. takes care of the baby mm-hmm. more i feel like the baby is going to figure out a way to adapt to that and then yeah you know yeah. grow up and that's how we have different that's personalities.
0: that's that's really smart, Alex, actually. Right? So you're you're proposing, and I agree, that the most important person in the baby guardian relationship yeah. is the baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> their perception of reality is it's not about if there's a dad there or if there's a mom there because the baby doesn't know what the difference is. They just know that this is a guardian that they trust. They just see two, two or grandma or grandpa. They just see, Oh, these are my four or five guardians and they all take care of me, but it doesn't know why, which one is what role until you teach them that later. And
1: I, I feel like from a lot of the people that I know who had, you know, I don't want to say different, but, you know, they had an untraditional family Mm -hmm. roles growing up. It's really not about who is staying home. It's really about the person that is, let's say, more emotionally healthy. I don't want to use that word because it sounds a little disturbing. I think, I, think I, I see. But you what know what saying. I mean, right? Like if the dad is more okay with taking care of the kids and spending more time, and dad doesn't want to miss out on every step of the way of the kids' growth, then dad stay home. Because what does the kid need? That the kid needs food and water and and shelter. Honestly, that's it. Apart like from that, you just really want to make sure that the kid is enjoying his or her time with the mom or the dad it really yeah. doesn't matter and is, i think it's when kids grow up if it's the family member that felt like they had to do it because of traditionally or because you know i am the mom i have to do mm-hmm. this and i when i'm doing this i'm missing out on all of these other things i wanted to do you will probably unavoidably put a lot of that energy on your kid subconsciously subconsciously so Mm -hmm. as well and that kind of energy actually really hurts the really hurts the kid in the long run so Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I want to go back to the article. I mean, you're right. I agree with everything you said before I move on. I think that we've we've kind of handled the baby dynamic. I think maybe the topic is still left over is society's perception of, you know, men or women taking care of the baby. And actually, there's another angle we haven't touched on that's in the article. The father in the article, Chen, he mentions that no matter what he does, if he's a good dad or a bad dad, people always say that he's giving an admirable courage and he's taking on a big and difficult thing and he he points out rightly that this is not fair to women yeah. that when men take on this role that they are praised for being such amazing dads and really you know take going the extra mile because this is what maybe mostly women have been doing forever, you know, mm. for millions of years. Right. So like, or I don't even know, I don't actually not sure when patriarchy and relationships solidified at least thousands of years, mostly, but like he points out in the article, this is very unfair to women who are not, no one says, wow, what great courage that you've decided to stay home and be a mom. Like, and that that's unfair that when men take on that role, that they're given extra credit or whatever. like an extra star on their life because they decided to do that and you know if if we're going to praise people for being good parents we should praise anyone who's taking on that role in that responsibility
1: exactly and i i do hope let's say that people don't assume that when you're not home you're not taking care of your baby yeah yeah
0: i guess that's true like we
1: have we have this other uh friend she just started doing comedy as well and she would sometimes come out to open mics and she has two kids and she would stay out Pretty late, but that's because they've already had a healthy family uh dynamic like whoever's taking care of the baby. like the night we see her out maybe that's the only night she's out or maybe that's you know mm-hmm. maybe that's her schedule mm-hmm. and we uh, who are we talking to this other guy then he's like we me and my wife we take care of the baby we don't take care of the kid together we're like what they're like yeah on a you know during the weekend we always do half day shifts she takes care of the morning i take care of the afternoon so that both of us could get half a day Hmm. off. That's interesting
0: ideas for my own future. (laughs) You know, it's always a great privilege and pleasure speaking with you, Alex. That's all the time we have. And I hope that all of our fans tune in to hear us discuss another topic on another day.
1: Yeah, definitely follow us. Give us a like, give us a five-star rating. And we'll see you in the next show. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.